Welcome back. I'm Ron Alesco. And if you've been listening to the show over the last, oh, just about the last month or so, you've heard me playing some selections from a wonderful new album from Miles and Mafali. It's called Be Brave. And I am so happy that we're able to spend some time with them today. Catherine Miles and Jay Mafali. Good to see you too. Good to be seen. Yes. Uh, Well, of course, our listeners can only hear you, but I get to see you because we're doing this through uh, the technology here. Uh, But it's it's so nice to see you again. I mean, I I saw you this spring at uh, the Southeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference, and you know, you were telling me about this new album and when it came out. I was, I I won't say amazed because uh, I kind of had an idea what was coming, but. To hear it in its in its final form, it is just something that we needed so much at this time. I mean, there are songs here of, uh, well, it covers all kinds of grounds: uh, the the passage of time, joy, hope, uh, courage. Uh, a lot of themes coming through this, and and you two have, uh, well, you've been busy uh, <laughs> putting this together. It's it's been a few <laughs> years in coming. So can I just start by saying thank you, Ron? That's really nice of you to say, and it means a lot to us to hear that coming from you. So thank you for for your kind words and for spinning the songs and for your listeners for supporting as well. So it's just been it's been a nice ride so far. Thank you. And as for your as for your question, uh, it took us a while. We were we collected these songs um, over a number of years and uh, for this reason and that had a delay, had a delay, didn't get the album out. Um, but it's funny things happen and you can, you can look, you can look at the things that happen and think of all the negative. And I think a lot of people tend to do that. And we try to look at the things that happen that aren't go the way they don't go the way you want. And to try to focus instead on the positives that come about from it. And this collection of songs for us, it seems exactly the right timing right now. So we're sort of pleased that now, in retrospect, that all the delays happen, that now's the right time for these songs. Absolutely. And you, know, you said things, the times have changed. I mean, no one expected a pandemic. No one expected all the changes that have been happening in our folk music community and such. Yep. So it, it, and what's happening with CDs? I mean, you have a CD now, and I know CD sales are uh, not what they used to be. So it, it takes a lot of courage. You have to be brave uh, to, to put out an album. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've got- no, I was just going to say that, you know, technology is going to do what technology does. So, you know, we've got CDs for as long as we have them. And then if we don't, we move on to the next thing. You know, we've got, thank goodness, folks like you streaming stuff and playing stuff on the radio. So um, we'll see what happens with CDs. Yeah. Well, it, it, there's always great songs to to be heard and and you two have been been writing some some good ones. Hey, let's let's get started with the song. In fact, why don't we begin with the song that kicks off the album? It's a song called March. And at first I thought when I saw the title, okay, this is going to be a marching tune or something, but it's it definitely is not that. <laughs> how uh, how did this one come to be? As with all of our songs, it it's collected bits and thoughts, words, um phrases ideas that uh, that get written down. Um, a bunch of years ago, uh, I wrote in a notebook, a girl standing, I was actually driving through the Midwest and I wrote a girl standing in a field, uh, waving, like waving in the breeze. And I thought how different it was for, um, how different it must be for somebody to grow up and a woman to grow up in the Midwest um, in that physical environment compared to where I grew up on the Northeast coast. Um, and that sort of started the thought, but 
really what it evolved to is, yes, probably very different no matter, depending on where you grew up in this country, but also probably very much the same. Um, and that was the kernel of the idea for that song. of name is that for a girl March would she choose it for herself is it a blessing or a burden that she carries through this world March it's a fitting description how she gets through her day left foot right foot left foot right foot gotta keep moving Gotta keep moving March In a field in Ohio A little girl stands and sways And that's March With the turbines and the pipeline And the crosses by the side of the highway It's everything she knows While the barns are Falling down slow Left foot, right foot Left foot, right foot Gotta keep moving Gotta keep moving She is a plain Jane With a name tag In a shopping mall She's just a painted pony With a pinch or a whistle no name at all A land of sticks and stones A land of broken homes A land of endless greed A land of Maple Leaf Reality TV March Closes her eyes Thinks back to when she was young March Feels the sting of the needle Hears the buzzing of the gun She always took the blame Carried her weight of shame She almost quit the game March She opens up her eyes She's ready to begin She wrote it on her skin Left foot, right foot Left foot, right foot Gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot Gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving Gotta keep moving, gotta keep And that was a song called March, performed by Miles and Mafali. Their new album is called Be Brave. And Catherine Miles and Jay Mafali are with us today as we, we talk about this lovely new album. I, I, I love the imagery in your songs uh, and the poetry. Uh, it, it's so evocative and it, it really brings you to that place. Uh, uh, oh, 
how what is your creative process is one of you the the lyricist one of you the musician or do you both do a little of everything how, how does it work we each have sort of our lanes that we're responsible for uh Catherine is definitely responsible for the lyrics and the melody i'm responsible for a lot of the music that you hear and arrangement but we are constantly crossing those lanes into each other's um which it took us a long time to learn how to do uh, but we got um, we found that it was advantageous for us to be working separately on our own elements of things and then bringing those together and then talking it through. And sometimes I'll just keep uh, playing something on, on the guitar over and over again. And Catherine will start digging through her notebooks and her her different bits and pieces of stuff thinking, but I think I've got something for this. Right. And then we'll just you know, spend a day just going through this and see where it brings us. I think that's one of our strengths as um, as songwriters, the fact that we have two different, we're two different people with two different perspectives. So while we start from our, our corners, right? Um, I He definitely has influence over where I'm going with lyrics and I'm I'm talking to him during the process of, what do you think of this? Or, you know, uh, you know, if I'm stumbled, he'll ask me some questions that help evolve the story. And likewise, uh, I have input on the arrangements and uh, I I want that to go higher or be happier musically. So um, those kinds of comments. And so our strength, I think, is the fact that we have two different perspectives that go into each song, not just as, the co-writing is a strength. Hmm. I find it interesting. I've noticed over the last maybe dozen years or so, we're seeing more married couples performing together on, on stage. Um, and I, I, I've always, well, I, I mean, my wife and I are neither one of us are songwriters, but I just imagine that's got to be difficult at times, you know, being that, that creative effort and then, you know, each of you having your own ideas, but yet it it, it works, obviously. Uh, do you find it challenging at all? <laughs> we Let's have, get the dirty secrets out here. <laughs> yeah, so, so we have a song that we wrote for our previous album when we were the Yaya's, and we can talk more about that later. Yep. We have a song called uh, "Last Good One." Yeah, on that record. <laughs> and when we play, when we play that song live, Catherine usually introduces it um, by by telling the audience something that was told to her, similar to what you just said, which is, "Wow, that must be wonderful. You you married, you live together, you travel together, you work together, you perform together, you're together all the time, every single day." <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> Catherine's response is usually like, think about that. Think about what you just said. So yes, no, it is a gift and it's hard. Right. There, that's, that sums it up. It's a gift to be able to work with a person that you, that you love um, and share a creative, the creative part of your life with them. And it's also hard. It's hard work. Um, right. Demands a lot of trust. Um, and that is beneficial to both the working relationship and the personal relationship um sure. but you have to be you have to you have to be mindful of the other person and uh, i think that's a strength yeah and when you again another strength when you spend ah. <laughs> that much that much time together and obviously you have you share that much connection we're able to perform with each other in a way that we're comfortable the audience is comfortable we know you know we know the audience rules. gets a kick out of it we, sometimes that married thing oh, is pretty oh, obvious oh yeah oh, I've, I've seen but it before i know but there's love behind it so it's yes. funny 
And well, we, we know the rules too, right? We know like if you've ever watched really fun uh, improv comedy, there are rules that those folks are playing. Yes. They work together yeah. for a long time. Yes, they get comfortable. And- they, they, they abide by the yes and rule. And we do the same thing when we're together performing. So, um, and if that carries into when we're in the recording studio together and when and in we're the writing, writing together. In the writing, our rule is always don't take it personally, which yeah. is really hard when you're working in an artistic, very personal, very emotional field. Um, you have to, you have to be able to take each other's suggestions as um, objectively to say, sure. you're saying that for a reason. And m- most times we have switched to, we try it out. If somebody makes a suggestion, like if he makes a suggestion to me, I'll be, I, instead of casting it off immediately, I'll say, well, let's try that. Let's go down that Avenue and see if it works and vice versa. Let's try it. And then, and feel whether it works or not. And that not, not making it personal helps. And I think at the same time, it's something that the audience can relate to because it comes across with, a greater deal of honesty um, in, 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 in how you perform and how you write. Uh, I, I think that 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 uh, is very evident to those of us who have seen you two in performance. Um, it, now, you mentioned the Yaya's. That's, I think, how I first became aware of the two of you. That was originally a trio. Uh, but let, let's go back a little further. How did the two of you meet and how did the Yaya's come about? Oh, oh boy. Should so, I take that one? Uh, no, I'm going to start. I'm going to try to give the most <laughs> okay. succinct uh, answer, which is, Catherine and I met in a theater company. We were both uh, actors at the time, and we were in a theater. We were cast in separate one-act plays that toured together, and that's how we met. Also in that group was Paul Silverman, who, who Catherine knew had previously. Had known for many years, yep. Uh, and he was a keyboard player. Catherine is an amazing singer, as we all know. Uh, I play guitar. In our off time, we got together to have fun and just play some songs we knew, and it was pretty good. So uh, since the, the you know two of us ended up getting married, which you've already given away. And since we couldn't have the three of us get married, we formed a band instead. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) That's just weird. It is 2023. So anything goes. That's how much we love Paul. We started, we started playing out. uh, We started playing out as the three of us. And for the first 10 years, we did cover, we did cover work. We played bars and restaurants and wedding cocktail hours. uh, Anybody who would have us. Anybody would have us. We, We played. Um, and that was the beginning with the Yaya's. And that's a great experience. I mean, I, I always find when people, you know, a lot of artists I've heard, you know, kind of putting down, oh, I don't do covers. But I think you get to learn a lot about the craft of songwriting and the different styles and then develop your own, which I think the two of you have done to uh, to, to a great extent. Thank um, you. Yeah. Now, the Yaya's have now developed into simply Miles and Mafali. How did that come about? So we we so, thought we would go from one difficult name to say and spell to another, another difficult, difficult name, name to say and spell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's, it's uh, a serious well, story, but one that has an okay, that has a a a, a, a good ending all around. Um, Paul was, and this n- number of years ago now, Paul was um, diagnosed with colon cancer, which he's fine. He he had serious surgery and recovery and at at that point said i'm i'm not i'm not for going out on the road and traveling far and touring and doing shows anymore this is not something that i'm he's totally great um uh and fully recovered and many years cancer free and all this is a good a good thing um but he said this is this kind of life of 
traveling about is not for me. He did, he worked, he's done other musical work since, but tends to be closer to home. Um, uh, and uh, so we stopped performing as a trio. Every once in a while we get together and, and do something, but uh, it felt, we, we stayed with the Yaya's name for a little while after that as just the two of us. And it just felt weird to be the Yaya's without Paul. We had been the Yaya's as a trio for so long. So um, after a long thought, we decided to just go with our own names. And Paul, just so you know, Paul does appear on this album yes. on several of the songs. <laughs> yes. So he's right there with us <laughs> yeah. in our headphones. Yeah. A, a little reunion. Uh, well, let, let's hear another one of the songs. And, you know, uh, one of the songs that I really enjoyed is a little piece called Kenny and Lulu. Um, this is a unique story. <laughs> How did this one come to be? Oh, boy. This one started... As oh, an homage, here, is, should we? No, this is a good, yeah, I'm going to say it. You do it. This is a good example of looking at something um, and trying to find, not the positive of something, but to try to change a perspective. Because I think that's what we aim for on most of our songs, that to look at something from a different perspective than the initial impulsive um, perspective. Um, it, it, began, um, it began with the loss of our dog, Tucker. Um, and we wanted to write a song for him, um, but could not write a song about him. So we tried to look at it from the perspective of what did he bring to our life? Like what, what did he give us instead of the writing about the loss? We wrote about the gift that he was to us in our life and to everybody who ever met that dog. Um, and that, and that became Kenny and Lulu. And we didn't even know. People seem really touched by this song. You 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 don't you hope that people you hope that people are touched by your songs, but you don't know what effect they're gonna have until you start playing it out them out. Um and uh, Yeah, this was one we did not expect that people would connect with. Yeah, and then we got people did. asking us for it, which they was did. really nice. So yeah. <laughs> his eyes lifting a barbell up over his head night after night night after night Kenny grew up under the big top nobody claimed him a boy wandering lost found by the clouds scribbled on paper and pinned to his shirt With lights on inside Ooh. 
sailor, a small ball of fur. Curled up, she fit in the palm of his hand, impossibly light, impossibly light. Who would have loved to grow up in the circus? Acrobats, daredevils, horses, and elephants, glittering lights, games on the midway, the smell of hot. That's Kenny and Lulu, a cut from the new album, Be Brave, from Miles and Mafali. And Catherine Miles and Jay Mafali are with us today. Uh, that that song really stood out for me on the album. Uh, it, it's very unique. Um, it's very moving. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of, well, I, I don't know, I, I kind of feel it in, in a lot of the songs on the album. You know, the, the changes that this whole world has gone through in the last few years um there's a lot of undercurrents in the record you know but without being with being subtle you know not not having hammering people over the head about you know changes losses that, that we we've all felt in, in so many different ways um was there uh, i i guess that's, uh, the best way of asking this i mean you, i guess you can't be not affected by what's happening in the world around you but was there a conscious effort in in creating this album on, and, and how these songs were going to fit together and an overall message that you were going to deliver? Um, so I'm going to say one thing just to kind of step back for one second and then a answer that. Because I, part of the reason that Kenny Lulu came out so beautifully is because of the amazing um, musicians that we that yes. we consider friends that, we, that came in and gave their um, substantial talents to uh, um, Kenny and Lulu comes alive because of Eric Puente on drums and um, Paul Silverman on keyboards and accordion and 
Brad Yoder on uh, soprano sax and glockenspiel and Jason Raffalak on upright bass. So that, that their contributions to that song really make it sparkle and, mm-hmm. and, and give such life to it. But um, in terms of answering your question, do you want to, or you want me to keep going? I don't know that there is a, a conscious effort to write a bunch of songs that have a similar theme or something that we're aiming right. for. We don't to decide to write album. about something. Correct. But, um, but I do think that we do make a conscious effort to do something in all of our songs, which is reach for hope. Uh, when you think about whether Catherine mentioned this, something like this earlier, when you have, when you're presented with a choice, you can choose to focus on the negative aspects of things, or you can choose to go with hope or with the positive aspects of things. And that is something that we try to inject in our song. And in terms of topically, we, um, those the songs tend to start from bits and pieces of thoughts and words and phrases and sometimes whole sections that I'll that I write down in many notebooks many many <laughs> notebooks that I keep um and I can't help but be the things that are on my mind the things that are you know whirling around in my subconscious um and that I hear in the world and that we hear friends talking about those tend to be the socio-political times we're living in right now. And um our our the hard work came in in trying to assemble those pieces into songs that would speak to each other, to 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 each to to other people, speak to people without being soapbox too much. There's there's a couple that that get a little closer to that edge, <laughs> but uh, on the album it's true. But we try really hard to be persuasive rather than screaming you know like preaching to the choir shouting sure. out loud from a from a soapbox we try to be persuasive and thoughtful make people think that's exactly what i was going to get to it's 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 definitely a thought-provoking album uh i want to play another song now um this was also one of well i can't see there's 10 songs out here i can't it's like picking which one's your favorite child i guess they're all beautiful but there's a song <laughs> that's nice there's a song on here called this house that really got to me what's the history behind this one <laughs> this one's all yours <laughs> <laughs> what's really funny is we that song started a number of years ago with a few notes that's the other part um uh, sometimes the notes that go into a song take place over a decade and they they all finally fall into place. But that song started a long time ago with a note, with a couple of different notes. Um, and then coincidentally, we did move into the house that one of us grew up in and proceeded to spend a few years fixing it up. Um, but that happened after the song started. Now, do the, did it influence it? Maybe, yeah, probably a little bit. But the song is not about a house. It's uh, it is um, a metaphor. House is a metaphor for our own self, the the who who we are, how all the things that affect us as we're growing up, and how we carry those things along with us into adulthood, and how we live inside those things sometimes without realizing it's within our power to not live that way, to 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 make a change. We just have to make the decision to do it. There's a hole in the wall right behind the dresser There's a hole in the wall beneath the kitchen sink 
There are holes in the walls of every single room inside this house. I scream and I shout every time that I am angry. I cry and I wail every time that I get hurt. I steam and I vent all of my frustrations into every single hole inside this house. This is the house that I was born in, the house where I was raised, the house I live my life in. Every single hour of every day. I was told I was useless and ungrateful All the pain and the sadness turned to anger and self-doubt A foundation built to last beneath my sturdy prison Though I struggled, I just could not let me out But the rooms in this house started getting smaller The walls bulged and swelled, there was no room left to breathe I pulled all the shades so I wouldn't scare the neighbors Would I die before I found the strength to leave? This is the house that I was born in The house where I was raised The house I live my life in Every single hour of every day There's a house you will find All across this country There's a house you will find From sea to shining sea In every shape and every size From mansions to apartments You'll find lost but hopeful children Just like me No one else could save me I had to decide I broke the windows and the doors and pushed the shards aside No one else could save me, I had to make a choice I chose to let the light in, I chose to let the light out I chose to raise my This House, that's Miles and Mafali. New album is called Be Brave, and they are with us today, Catherine Miles and Jay Mafali. And, you know, I I have a lot of friends that are into nostalgia, you know, always talking about, oh, the good old days, you know, oh, when we were kids, oh, the neighborhoods changed and all that. But as you were saying before we played the song, you know, it's about kind of looking at where you've developed and then being able to make those changes in yourself. And that's what I really enjoyed about this album. You know, there's a lot of songs that give us that courage and hope to, uh, to deal with what's going on in the world around us. So uh, much needed album at, at a much needed time. So thank you both for doing this. Um, now, Jay, I understand this. You recorded the album. You have your own studio that um, that that the two of you work in, and others have worked in as well. But, but you also had Phil Henry as uh, the, doing the final mix and mastering. Is that 
He's Phil is amazing. Awesome. So we do we do have our own recording studio and we do a lot of our own work here for this record. Uh, we recorded the vocals, the guitars, uh, the keyboards, some uh, percussion elements. Uh, we went over to Eric Puente's studio to record the drums with him. Um, but then Jason and Brad uh, sent us their tracks. They they recorded their own stuff at home because that's something that people do now, which is great. Um, but when it came to mix this record, and I've I've mixed a bunch of records for people, not just ours, right? Our own, exactly. Our own and I'll sing for other people here in the studio and send it out. But for this, we you know we talked earlier about being married and living in the same house and working together, and uh, you know. When it came time to mix this record, we started doing some editing and we started doing some processing. We were trying to figure it out. And we just we we, we had needed a hard to time get, getting out of our own way. We needed to get out of our own heads. Yeah. And we needed to hand this over to somebody else to sort of do the final mix and mastering on. Right. Which was talk about making choices and changes in your life. It was really hard for me as right. the <laughs> principal engineer here we had, to we, give up that aspect of, but, of finalizing the record. However, I know this is, I'm not letting you talk. I'm not following no. the rules. <laughs> However, there's we rules. knew. There's rules with IO field when it comes to talk. I didn't know this years ago. I've taken <laughs> no advantage of the rules. <laughs> we, we knew that um, we had to sort of hand hand this over to somebody to, to finish. And that was right. the way that was going to allow us to be the producers and the musicians without also being sort of the technicians. Right. And we both, I, we've said it almost simultaneously that there was only one person that we would trust to mix this record. They felt, yeah. And it's Phil Henry. Now your audiences probably know Phil as an artist. He has an album out right now, which I'm certain you are spinning. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Um, and just, Spoiler alert, Catherine's voice appears on two of the songs <laughs> on that record, record right? as she has appeared a couple times uh, on other Phil Henry records. But he just did a masterful job yeah. uh, and bringing guys, out beautiful elements. And yes, yeah, so we get to nerd, nerd talk it out to each together, other, right? So Jay speak right. the same language. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, he just did a phenomenal job. So thank you. Wonderful job. Now, when you have somebody like that, and you picked one of the best to to, to do this, but did, did you did you learn something new about the album through someone like Phil? I mean, did he makes some changes and things that you may not have seen. Is there anything in particular that we, stood it's, out? It's, it's funny because we had tried to do we'd done a lot of the of the of the nuts and bolts work, not the not the pretty stuff in mixing and I, your audience may not know all that goes into it, but with modern technology, you can kind of cut and splice and put things together. And so all the artists that played for us sent us amazing material. And then we kind of chose what we wanted and had done the work of cutting it down and comping is what it's called, putting the pieces together so that the songs had their basic form. Um, but then once Phil came on board, his choices in terms of, effects and um other technical tools he made he made choices and brought things out that we would not have necessarily chosen to do he brought his talents his artistic perspective to it as well um so yeah he it it sort of he surprised us a few times with choices that he made in his in his mixes and that was just another it's another another benefit when you work with other people when you bring in other thoughts it it lends it makes things better it's just improvement yeah. and it also answers a previous question or part of a previous question that you had the 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 
the sound of the record and choosing to use the same other the same guest artist on all of the the songs that was one way that we tried to tie everything together to make songs which could be considered otherwise very different from each other um to give them some sort of a fr- through line as right. far as sonically having sound like an album together uh, and we think that that everybody who worked on this record with us did a great job helping us do that it, it's a great team that you put together here and uh, it's a, so it's a wonderful album be brave and our listeners can can find out more by going to your website milesandmafali.com and you know when i looked at your website i was looking well i figured you, to see these released you must have a ton of shows coming up but you're you're kind of taking a little break i guess till till the the spring when you're going to be on tour first with no fuss and feathers and then you have a bunch of shows as a duo Right now, um, we're, yeah. we're focusing on the radio release. We're focusing on the CD release, which is going to release by the time, you know, your listeners are listening to this. They'll be, they'll be able to stream it as well um, and purchase it on the website that you just mentioned if they want to download it, milesmafali.com. We're doing this tour of radio interviews, which thank you very much for, Ron. <laughs> You're an absolute pro and we appreciate this. <laughs> My uh, pleasure. And then we and then we start up in earnest with, uh, with shows in the spring. Yeah. But wow. in, in all truth. I had shoulder surgery not that long ago, and we also weren't sure. We didn't book a lot of things for the end of the year because we weren't sure where I would be in terms of travel and touring. Um, We head out to uh, one of the Folk Alliance conferences this coming weekend, but that's not the same as being on the road. So, um, But we are adding shows. Look at our calendar. And and, uh, if you want us to come to to your part of the world, give us a shout and we'll try to make that happen. Uh, now that you're you're coming back, uh, you know obviously things have changed since the pandemic. Are are you finding it harder to book shows? I know we were talking earlier, and a lot of venues were trying to catch up in the time they missed rebooking artists that were originally scheduled. But I've also noticed many venues, including one that I'm very close with, we're having trouble getting people back in. Uh, have you seen any of that as well? I think everyone is still rebuilding especially when it comes to the original music scene, which is different than than sort of the cover music scene. Um, but we've actually had something wonderful happen for us uh, as we start climbing our way back, which is um, that we're now working with uh, Harbortown Music as our booking agency. Um, so great things are starting to happen through there. But in terms uh, which of what you're amazing. asking, yeah. um, I think that we've seen uh, audiences are coming back. They're in the when we in the very beginning as venues started to to open back up again it was a little slow in terms of attendance but i think we've sort of seen that steadily rising over over time um because people are feeling more confident um and really starting to miss um live music realizing that they miss the community that it is not just the in in our in our type of world that the connection you can have with musicians you can meet them and chat with them and and really have a connection with an artist in a smaller venue that you can't get in those big venues but people are missing the community of being in a room with other people and hearing something live and feeling all of the the energy in a in a room with live music it's coming back slowly but it is i do believe it's coming back i think people miss that um, absolutely and are are seeking it again we were able to play the falcon ridge folk festival this year um and there were a lot of people who came up to us and said that they had never been to falcon ridge before 
um, this was new. So we had we have new people coming out to see live music that yeah. didn't usually come out as much too. So um, which was just wonderful to hear people say that. It's encouraging. And I, I just hope the trend continues. And uh, yeah. as long as there's great music coming out from people like you two, I think we're oh. in a, we're in good shape. Thanks, Ron. Well, <laughs> so nice. Well, well yeah. I want to th- I want to thank you both for spending some time with me today and sharing this. And of course, we're going to uh, be- continue playing this this wonderful album. In fact, uh, we also have another album coming up. Karen Oliver is going to be on our show in a couple of weeks. She's just put, released a new one, and she's one of your uh, bandmates in No Fuss and Feathers. Yes. So, uh, so a lot That's of good a fabulous things. album, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. It is. I haven't, I haven't heard the whole thing yet. I just got it yesterday, so I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting down later today. But uh, uh, again, I want to thank the two of you for being here today and for, for recording this and uh, being brave and uh, huh. uh, and, and, and making music in 2023. It's not an easy task, but uh, it's something that's much needed. Uh, the song that you get the title from is a, is the last cut on the album. It's the one we're going to play now. It's called Remember to Be Brave. Mm-hmm. Is there a story behind this one? It It came about from a song prompt actually. And the song was uh, when I first discovered books, I dot, dot, dot. And we sat down and started chatting about it. Uh, And as we were talking, the thought that immediately popped to mind was I didn't discover books. People don't discover books. Somebody introduces them to books when they're a kid, Uh, a parent, um, a caretaker, you know, teachers, like kids are introduced, like kids, kids are introduced to books. Um, my mother was um, an English teacher until she had kids. And then like so many in her, that time frame left teaching and just raised kids full time. But words, books, ideas, she was such a strong proponent of that and not being um, afraid or closed minded about anything. She said, you know, she would, those were lessons that she taught me. Um, And in the world we're living in now, it kind of is shocking to think how much book banning has come back or never really disappeared, but um, how a a small number of people um, can oppose uh, ideas being shared. If, don't be afraid of ideas. Uh, if you don't agree with something, having it out there that can be discussed, like discuss it. Um, but you can't stop an idea either, even if you, even if you ban the book that it appears in. The idea is still in the world, and once an idea is in the world, it tends to be pretty impossible to extinguish it. Well said. Good lesson for us all and good music for us all. Miles and Mafali, Catherine Miles, Jay Mafali, thank you too so much for being here today. And uh, we look forward to many more great things to come. Thanks, thank Ron. Thank you so much for having us, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. And now remember to be brave. Safe and warm in your arms Sitting in the big chair by the fire 
I would get to choose each night Glass of milk, glowing light Remember to be brave when facing monsters One more page I would beg Not tonight, now it's time for bed Night by night, year by year Stories took us far from here Remember to be brave when facing monsters Sometimes gruff, sometimes squeaky, sometimes whispering or chirping like a bird. Every single word you read to me with love. Fires burn in our town Shiny boots, men I'd never seen No one saw me hide, just one The book you read when mine were done Remember to be brave Empty shelves in our home I have never seen you sit so still it gently from my hands You set it down I did not understand You said All that they have burned Is paper Sometimes gruff Sometimes squeaky Sometimes whispering Or chirping like a bird Every single word You read to me with love Help you to your chair beside the fire Failing eyes still filled with light It will be my voice tonight Remember to be brave when facing monsters Sometimes gruff, sometimes squeaky Sometimes whispering or Tripping like a bird 